Before we begin, a huge, massive thanks to CDE Lightband, our brand new presenting sponsor for the 2019-2020 academic year. CDE Lightband is a proud partner of Austin P. Athletics and, of course, the PCAST. Cast. Each week or whenever I feel like it in the summer, we take you around Austin P, the Athletics Department, and occasionally the OVC. I usually have fun, and if my co-host has fun, well, I guess that's just a happy little coincidence. I am Colby Wilson. He is Casey Krieger, and this is the number one ranked Austin P sports podcast in the world. Probably prove us wrong if you want to argue about it. Casey, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Oh, well, you know, everybody's coming back, so parking's about to become a nightmare. Yeah, if you want to make it to class Monday, you better go get a spot now. Yeah, or just sleep in the library, which is a strategy people have used in the past. They close at 3 now, though, so. Well, you got to hide. Like, That's you can't true. just, you're not just going to be able to sit out amongst the books. you got to, like, hide in the bathroom or something. Anywho, um, before we get into what's been going on around here, uh, take a little bit of a broader scope on the thing. Two governors still hang on in NFL preseason camps as of this recording. DJ Montgomery really turning heads with the Cleveland Browns, uh, the leading receiver in game two in their second preseason game, and caught a touchdown pass in the first game. Austin Malawada also still in camp with the Washington professional football team. And for DJ, it's just good to be in that Cleveland wide receiver room too. You've got OBJ hanging around. You got Jarvis Landry, the juice, and just a. Talented, talented room there. I talked to him a couple of days ago, going to try to run a story tomorrow. He said Jarvis Landry may be the smartest person, not smartest football player, smartest person he's ever met. Just the way he analyzes football and can adapt in real time is like watching a scientist perform an experiment almost. So Jarvis Landry, now the football scientist. Apparently. Uh, Elsewhere, uh, I let Casey do the script this week, and the next bullet point just says Billy Hamilton versus the Freeze, so I'll just... Well, Billy Hamilton signed with your Braves. He's played for uh, my Reds in the past, and I say we get him a race with the Freeze. For those of you who don't know, the Freeze is this uh, dude in a... What do you call that? Body suit? Morph suit? Yeah. What do you call the color, though? Like a a neon blue? Teal? Teal, yeah. A teal body suit who... uh, the Braves pull random fans out of the stands every game and have them race them across the outfield. Billy Hamilton not doing anything for the Braves. They've actually come out and said, yeah, no, uh, don't bring your bat. You will you will run or you will field. You will not be involved with the hitting portion of this event. So he could at least take some time between innings and stretch out, limber up, and uh, take on the freeze. My thought is if the Reds can get Billy Bates to race a cheetah, we can get Billy Hamilton to race the freeze. I'm going to have to Google that after the show. I don't remember. I don't even know who Billy Bates is. Yeah, the, like the Billy Hamilton of the Reds in the 90s from what I can tell. Oh, I thought you meant the former Cowboys uh, safety and special. We're off topic here. Anyway, looking back on what happened 
over the last few weeks since we last spoke here. Uh, football prep has been in full swing. We got two scrimmages and most of camp officially out of the way in the run-up to the season opener next week. I thought it was night and day between scrimmage one and scrimmage two, how much further they progressed. The offense looked sharper. The defense was already, I thought, in pretty good shape. Overall, just from a schematic standpoint, it looked like they had tightened up a little bit too. Um, I don't – obviously, until we start hitting people that aren't ourselves, it's going to be kind of d- tough to take away who is actually going to step up and perform for this team. But I think – I've seen camps here in the past where it just – you could tell right away, boy, this is – we have a very, very fine line for success this season. And I think – that we have a little bit more in terms of depth and talent than we've had in some of those past seasons to where we can hang on if something, heaven forbid, were to happen to to one of the big players. If, if Jeremiah Oatesfall goes down, the season's not a complete wash. We have some depth behind him. And so it's just it's good to see that there's there's been real progress made in turning this team into what head coach Mark Hudspeth wants it to be. Yep, and this week we got soccer starting up for the Govs. Uh, the preseason, it's already happened, and it was a little tough times for the Govs. They lost to Georgia State and Western Kentucky, but there was a lot of positives in those games. The offense was really aggressive on the attack, and then it was really just a couple goals all bunched up together that beat the Govs. For the majority of the game, they held strong on defense, and we can fix that. We can, we can go from there, but they're a very aggressive team, and you know they didn't score in the preseason, but I'd save my bullets for the regular season too. Yeah, I mean, you know – you saw the, both games. I only saw the Georgia State game. They were on net. It just Sometimes did, you just don't get it past yeah, the keeper. Yeah, they had plenty of shots. You just didn't get anything by. I mean, kudos to Georgia State's keeper. Elsewhere, not on the field of competition, we released basketball schedules this week because it's never too early to think about shoot-a-hoop season. For the men, a much more strenuous home schedule awaits during non-conference with visits from southeastern Louisiana, South Carolina State, and North Florida on the docket. On the road, things will be pretty challenging. Trips to Vanderbilt, Arkansas, West Virginia, Tulsa, and Georgia will test the guys ahead of the conference slate, as will another journey to the St. Pete shootout to take on Duquesne and Alabama State. That is not a tournament that will have a victor this year. That is a classic, so the Govs. Defending their their St. Pete shootout title from a year ago, but not exactly. And, of course, your usual slate of OVC contests await after the start of the new year. The schedule rotation has the Govs squaring off against Belmont twice, January 25th and February 8th. February, in particular, going to be a tough month for the Govs. In addition to the matchup against the Bruins in Nashville, the Govs played Murray State twice on February 13th and February 29th and close the season or close the regular season excuse me with three of four on the road and as the men's schedule comes out so did the women the govs are going to open up at home for the first time since 2014 so come out and see them early this season before they head on the road for big trips to Illinois and Kentucky um, then the govs are going to make a trip to Miami in December uh, nice trip going to warm it up yeah you could do worse than Miami in December I'm not upset about that and then after that, the Govs are going to come back, and we're going to play the same old, same old OVC schedule, nine home games, and uh, the important one, Murray State comes here on February 13th, so be here and make it a bad day for them. Tennis schedules came out this week, too. The men start their season hosting their own tournament here in Clarksville. Then they travel to go to Louisville to play the univers- in the University of Louisville's tournament. 
Uh, their spring schedule starts with another trip to, you guessed it, Louisville. Uh, this time they're going to go head-to-head with the Cardinals. And then the, another big trip for the men this season, they go to Indianapolis to play IUPUI before they kick off OVC play. And then the women's tennis team, they're set to defend their OVC regular season and tournament title. Whoop, whoop. They're going to host their own tournament in the fall to kick things off. And then this year they're going to make a couple trips. They're going to head to Conway, Arkansas, Dayton, Ohio, Louisville, and then they're going to go play IUPUI too. Going to be a a critical fall for the women's tennis team as they replace the Giannis Garcia sisters, who best tennis players in program history, best tennis best tennis playing duo in league history. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Hard it, to argue. Yeah, it, it's it's semantics at that point. They were very good, and they will be missed. Cross Country released its schedule as well as we get set to bring everybody back to school. It's important to let everybody know where they will be playing in the fall and winter. The Governors will open up at Belmont's home event next week, get their first look at the OVC Championship track at the September 13th John Flamer Invitational in Edwardsville and host their annual APSU Cross Country Festival September 21st right here in Clarksville. Uh, before we bring on this week's guest, I want to give a couple of shout-outs to some governors who have done some pretty impressive things this summer. Uh, Eli Abayev helped bring home the gold for Team USA in the 2019 European Maccabi Games. Eli went off in the gold medal game against Russia, scoring 23 points and pulling down 28. 28. Two, eight, 28 rebounds. That's, a, that's incredible. <laughs> I mean... Some guys take that total in two games. He averaged 17 points and 15 rebounds for the tournament. I don't know if they handed out MVP honors for this. I didn't see it. But if they did, it came back to Clarksville with Eli. Shout out to former Gulf softball player Morgan Rackle. She played with Team Canada in the Pan Am Games this year, and she won a silver medal. She was the youngest player on the team by two years, and she pitched two perfect innings in relief. Got a save. Well done. Well done, Ms. Rackle. Uh, that'll do it for what's been going on here the last indeterminate amount of days since we last did this. So uh, we'll wrap this up and bring on our first repeat guest in PCAS history, Sean Whittinghill. We'll do something special we got cooking right after this. If I ever took a loss, I learned a lesson. I won't ever think I'm better than the next. I've been down before to come up, I ain't stressing Baby, I'm too busy counting all these blessings Yeah, 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 yeah. Canada, 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 Canada. Line em up, line em up, line em up Sweat the sun shining on me, get my heart up No matter that trouble surrounding us They don't see that it's a lot of us Everybody move anonymous Won't take that credit, I know what we get in them For the first time in the history of this fair podcast We have a recurring guest, Sean Whittinghill this is not necessarily because Sean was the best podcast guest or because he incessantly begged me to get him back on here. No, it's because we have something else coming up, a new podcast, and we wanted to give people an idea of what we're going to be up to. But first, Sean, hey, you're not bandaged for the first time that I can recall. You're walking without a huge brace or crutches. Uh, are you fairly healthy? Yes, because my birthday was actually recently, you know, so new year, new me. Is that, is that exactly how that phrase is supposed to work? Yes, in my book. Okay, fine. Yeah, uh, and a happy 33rd birthday to you. It seems like you're older than most of the people <laughs> who actually draw a paycheck here. <laughs> exactly. 
now that you're finally healthy, you'll probably be in the mix for the defensive line this year. And, I mean, you you tell me what you guys have been up to and what you've been working on during camp. Just it's an everyday grind. Uh, we've got, you know, NC Central coming up here soon. So we've just been really focused on uh, just trying to polish up all the uh, – I don't, know. I don't know what you're trying to tell me here. You know what the thing is I'm trying to say. What am I thinking right now? I don't know. Pause up the playbook and do all that. I mean, it's all coming, you know, coming to to an end here, and we're going to get it all going. So, I mean, that's really all we got right now. How have you adapted to the new scheme under Coach Powell and Coach Lovings? I mean, football is football. Like, there's not going to be much difference between – every other coach that we've had, like it, at the end of the day, it's just you. there's a few responsibilities that you have within each re, each position, and you just got to do that. Uh, it's just a matter of playing to their standard, uh, and their standard is a high one. It's a high one for a reason because they expect championships the same that we do. So, uh, I mean, I feel like it's it's been a good transition. Uh, it's just a matter of knowing your responsibility, doing it, and doing it to the level that they want you to compete at. You guys are replacing – most of four starters along the defensive line. Some guys got some starts here and there, but the bulk of the defensive line is moved on. And as the resident old guy, how do you get all these young bucks up to speed? I mean, I I lean on a lot of people. I don't do things on my own. Uh, we have several leaders on the defensive line, and somebody I lean on heavily is Matthew Gale. I mean, he's another player that – He's had starts in his career, and he's a redshirt junior coming up, and um, he's a great leader. And that's somebody I lean on to just whenever there's an issue, we talk about it and we figure out how to move forward with uh, issues and how to move forward with uh, getting better, improving, and stuff like that. So just leaning on the people around me. How appreciative are you of the opportunity to get a fifth year to come back and have one more go at it? I'm very appreciative. Just – like, I mean, as people know, like I've just had a very <laughs> rough career with things that the cards that have been dealt to me. Uh, so just being able to come back one more time and to give it another go with this team and this place that I love, like, I, it's, I, you know, I love it. So. What is it about Austin P made you want to come back for a fifth year? The community, uh, not just Austin P, but in Clarksville. I've met so many great people here and so many people that have just Show me, like I've got a lot of mentors that show me how to be a man and show me how to live my life and the correct way and uh, the community I've got on my team in the athletic department on campus, like everybody. If, I feel like everywhere I go around here, it's just people that are just open arms. It's a welcoming community. So that's really the biggest thing is the community here. How much change have you seen at Austin P over the years? So much. I think the biggest thing is, man, when I first got here, I remember, you know, telling people I play football, and it was kind of embarrassing just because of uh, the not-so-good records that we had. Uh, but now it's a place where if you tell people you play football, it's exciting, and people are excited to come see us play, and they're excited to uh, just sit there and talk to a football player. And, uh, I mean, it's really like that with the entire athletic department. Like, it's really not just us, but there's – all of our sports are doing so good, and it's – the change has been wild just to see the positivity that's come out of it. 
And that's that kind of dovetails into why I wanted to start this second podcast and why I wanted to do it with you because you are an experienced student athlete who has been around the block a few times. You're, I mean, not just an experienced student athlete, you're a mature adult with logic and reason, and you have a student athlete perspective on things. And that's what we're going to do, I guess, as often as we can. I don't want to put a set schedule on it because you're busy and I'm busy and stuff happens, especially during football season. you got a lot going on. But as often as we can, we're going to take a concept near and dear to the student-athlete. Time management, resume building, social issues, relationship issues, challenges, things that the student-athletes deal with on a regular basis. I want to get Sean's perspective on it because I feel like you kind of represent the, the common student-athlete, more or less. You provide that perspective. I ask the questions. He provides the answers. We'll speculate on all the real-world ramifications. I think this is something that, because Sean's interesting and personable, he'll be able to actually articulate what it is he wants to say and how he wants to say it. You know, shrugging and smirking doesn't really come across in an audio medium, Oh, this right? isn't video? <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> uh, it's... The, the real-world ramifications, I think, is something that we don't we, – we exist in such a bubble, and it's not a – like, you're going to go out at the end of this year, and you're going to be in the real world, and I think sometimes that kind of thing sneaks up on student-athletes, but I also think because of the things that you've experienced during your career, you've got a better perspective and a better handle on it, and you're more prepared for it already. But if this doesn't work or if the format's dumb or if I'm not asking the correct questions, we'll retool this. And it, It's designed to stimulate thought. If we don't feel like it's stimulating thought, then we'll do something else. Well, let's stimulate that thought then. <laughs> did that mean – did you mean for that to come out all no. creepy and like voice from the shadows as he <laughs> pulls a <laughs> child into a car like it did? <laughs> That's just how I come off, I guess. <laughs> Not usually, but man, whoa, that was. Anyway, with Sean as the resident old, 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 old head, he will he will be able to provide the sage advice and the sage experience of the student athlete, but will also probably still be knuckleheads on occasion because that's what we do and who we are. Yes, that's true. Why, aside from the fact that you like to hear your voice very much, what what is it about being having a semi regular podcast that you're excited about? So I can show my friends. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just playing. I, <laughs> I'm just playing. That no, I'm really not. But I feel like I have a lot to say, and I feel like it. I may not be able to help everybody, but there's going to be somebody that um, the things that I say can help. So I feel like that's worth it. So be on the lookout for that. Maybe next week. I know next week's pretty crazy. Probably the week after we'll get this thing off the ground and you'll be hearing a lot more of Sean. And unfortunately for those of you that don't like my voice, which is almost everybody. Yeah, you'll, me included. Yeah, I, yeah. well, whatever. I, <laughs> I also like to hear myself talk. It's not just limited to you. But anyway, Sean, thanks for coming in. Uh, thanks for joining me on whatever this is about to become. I really appreciate I that. I appreciate you. And I appreciate your time. Y'all don't understand. I was trying to get it. I'm in that studio trying to keep it pushing. Patty pots where I kept them cooking. All I needed was a merry, merry, but the guy to me was having commentary. Woo! I got angels all around. I can need a baker. Blessings falling in line. Guess I need a taper. 
a lesson. Tell my haters I confess. Treat them like the green bubbles on my iPhone. I probably never read the message. If I ever took a loss, I learned a lesson. I won't ever think I'm better than the next man. I've been down before the cover by stressing. Baby, I'm too busy counting all these blessings. Blessings. Big thanks to Sean. Looking forward to seeing him and the Govs get after it on the gridiron this week. And now that we mention it, football is back. Game one, Thursday night under the lights at Fort Terrace Stadium against North Carolina Central. Throw out the preseason predictions. Throw out history. This is two programs with first-year head coaches, wide-eyed freshmen, and a summer full of hitting one another. They're ready to make this thing go and get the regular season underway. Finally. And in the other form of football, soccer is going to kick their season off this weekend. They're going to head to Chattanooga Friday night for their first game. And then Sunday, they're going to go down to Middle Tennessee and take on the Blue Raiders. They're going to get a chance to play their first home game next Friday here at Mobro Soccer's Soccer Field. That didn't work. Boy. Mo, Mo, you're, you're going to try to make Mobro a thing, aren't you? <laughs> yep. Mobro Soccer Field. First home game is going to be next Friday against Mercer. Mo. Mo bro, Mo Broso oh, Field, Mo Mo Broso. Okay. <laughs> Volleyball kicks things off August thirtieth at the Wolfpack Invitational at North Carolina State. Um, is is this right? North Carolina State, Maryland, and Kansas State. No biggie. Wow. Huh. And that's that heralds the 16-game road trip before they even play a game on the new Dunn Center surface. So, I mean, you win a couple championships, and all of a sudden everybody wants a piece of you. This is a gauntlet that and the Govs begin. That trip is packed full of big Power 5 I schools. I know, man. Holy cow. Best of luck to the Govs as this season gets underway. And then students began arriving on campus today. If you were on Austin Peay's campus, you saw everybody moving in. Uh, lots of cars, parking spaces are already disappearing, so if you want to park anywhere on campus, get here now. You already used that joke. Uh, well. Come on. We're, this is, like, basically the first episode. You can't use all your material this time. Anyway, classes start next Monday. Yep, I'm sure everybody's super excited for that. You're not. You I don't have do it. it. I started class last Monday. Wait, what? Liberty University online. Oh. Go Flames, I think. No. This Thursday begins the Austin P. Coaches Show, 6 p.m. at Buffalo Wild Wings. Uh, probably won't have this posted for this time around since we still haven't talked to Sean as of this very moment. But uh, anywho, 6 p.m. every Thursday with the exception of the next one because we'll be playing football or at roughly that time. Come meet our fearless leader, Gerald Harrison. Stick around for Mark Hudspeth and Brian Reeves, a host of players, assistant coaches, head coaches, all over Austin P. Athletics will be stopping by throughout the year. So be sure to head to Buffalo Wild Wings on Thursday nights for that. Over the course of this summer, if you did something unique to serve, don't forget to log it and reach out to me at wilsonrc at apsu.edu or on the Twitter machine so we can feature it in some way. Now that we're back on campus, if you want to get out and serve the community of Clarks, we'll just get in contact with Haley Jacoby, and she will have plenty of those opportunities available for you. Get in touch and stay in touch with us via web and social media. Casey, where do people find us on social media? You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Go P, and then on Facebook at the official account called Austin P. Governors. And then shout out to our friend Taylor and everything she's doing with the video and photography. And 
we are still looking to replace our director of digital media, and you, yes, you, could be our new director of digital media. Serious inquiries only. Let's go P.com for dates, news, and stories. Shout out to Cody Casey in the empty hole where Stefan Nole used to occupy it. Speaking of wanting to work with us, if you uh, really, really, really think that's something you'd want to do, um, we are looking to replace Stefan and get in touch today. And if you're going to come to any Austin P. Sporting events this year, you're going to need tickets, and we've got them. If you want to get them, contact our ticket gurus, Katie Locke, and her new assistant, Johnny Mitchell, who we figured out his name finally. And contrary to what we said on the last podcast, his name is not Jimmy. But he does answer to it, I've noticed. If you say Jimmy, he just kind of pokes his if head up. If you just up. yell a John, J, J name loud enough, I think he'll answer you. We don't have many of those in this department. We, do, we have a lot of C's. Holy cow, do we have a lot of C's. But we've also got Stash Street and tailgating and single game tickets now available. And we're about to get started selling basketball season tickets and renewing those. So get in contact with our ticket gurus. Find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or directly on the website at letsgop.com slash podcast. Give us a rating or review on the podcast. Five stars, five stars. And if you'd like to suggest a guest, let us know of a local or on-campus event we should shout out. Help me come up with clever insults to hurl at Casey, both on the podcast and in real life. Tweet us. I'm at CWilson225. He's at C underscore Craig19. Love yourself. Love each other. Talk to you guys next week. Bye. Give me a wolf pack, Helen.